Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The radio show that knows truth is always stranger than fiction. Week Monday, I get shoes. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Because they're too real to be part of my imagination. On Talk Radio. We're just debating whether "Drop the Boy" by Bros is is that is that the speed it's actually played at? It feels like it's too slow, but it drags, doesn't it? Um, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, Wendy. Now it's Wason. Thank you so much for pronouncing it right. Somebody called me Wendy Wasson last night. Well, this night. is what I, I've been dreading. I've been dreading saying your surname because I, I, I know I'm it's so Wason. Sorry to keep you up at night. <laughs> oh, it's awful. I know it's Wason, and I kept. I, I'm, I've been in my head. I'm going saying, "Don't say Wasson." Don't say West. Don't They're say West. Because Mason's fairly straightforward. W A S O N. Yeah. It's it's confusing. I wouldn't say Watson unless it had a double S. Surely. There we go. And there's like people saying like Watson, but then that's a double S as well when they soften the T. Watson. Well, yeah, Watson. Oh, Watson. I've had Watson, yeah. but then that's a double S. It's, as well. it's Mason with a W. It's Mason with a W. Nice and simple. We all have that thing when you say, "What's your name?" It's Wendy Wason. Like Mason, but with a what? Yeah. Well, I'm Ian with two eyes, and uh, you're Catherine with the. There's so many different ways to spell <laughs> Catherine. As long as they call me Catherine, I'm fine. Let's little introduction. So Wendy is a comedian, actor. Yeah. Why are you looking at quizzical like that? Because I'm I'm, I'm I'm seeing how far we can did go. Did I not do your show? I did one of your your shows. Which show? Did you not do a sketch show that I was in? This is the thing. We I know I've I know we've met. But we I worked know... together. I did your sketch show. What sketch show? I didn't do a sketch show. You did a show once that I think, I'm sure I was in. Not well, that Bob one. Do well, I know? Not... Pr- pr- Titty Bang Bang. Yeah, I was in Titty Bang Bang. But I was on. I wasn't really. I was only in it briefly. Did you not do a show with Mackenzie Crook? Yeah, I did a show with Mackenzie. I was in that. The thing with Tony Hadley. Yeah. Were you in that? Well, thanks for my outstanding memory. Well, no, I'll tell you what, because that never got made. That never got made. It was the pilot, and we went to watch the screening at MTV, I think. That's where we filmed it. I don't remember. I don't think I was invited to the screening. I don't remember a screening. You might have been in it, but Um, I was invited to the screening. That's that's never a great sign, is it? Well, this was... Okay, this... Now, let's try and date this. Because I don't really remember that... It must have been about 2008. So it was. It it may have been a little bit further than that. Oh, it was when um, James Corden and Horn, Matthew Horn. Yeah. Uh, it was apparently. So those who don't know, me and Mackenzie Crook, we recorded a show, a pilot that was written by Bob Mortimer. It wasn't very funny actually, but I uh, thought it was quite good. That's really harsh. But there then, were some bits. I thought it was really good. We're all our own harshest. 
judges. I give you maybe you may I right. think, but then it, and apparently the BBC were deciding whether to go with that, and instead they went with Corden and Horn. They did a sketch show instead. Mm, that worked out well. For and BBC, they didn't went it? with those guys. And I remember getting <laughs> a very angry phone call from Bob Mortimer going those. Effers at the effing BBC. I'm never working for them again. Of course, now he works at the BBC. Yeah. So Bob Mortimer is a backstabber. And he's, <laughs> he's a scumbag. I remember him saying to me, what was wrong with that? He got, like, we were out and we bumped into each other. Oh, really? Like, what was wrong with that show? And I thought, nothing was wrong with that. It's just, sometimes things aren't the right time. Yeah, it was all right. I, I don't really remember it. I don't remember what you did in it. Neither do I. I, I think we did something out in the forest or something. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Uh, it was. Do you know? What? That's where we met. I've got it somewhere. <laughs> so we didn't meet. We didn't meet doing on the stand-up circuit like twenty odd years ago. No, I only started doing stand-up when my son was six weeks old, and he's now fourteen. Wow. Okay. I was like expressing milk before I went on stage when I started. Were you? Doing were you literally doing that? Six weeks. Yeah. I thought if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. Um. So I did it then and then had like comedians going, what does breast milk taste like? And I was like, you can take it from this cup. There's no way you're getting it direct from the breast. (laughs) So why did you decide to do stand up then? I always wanted to do it and then just never felt brave enough and thought in that sort of madness of a newborn, which I'm not, I'm I'm sure some women can identify Mm -hmm. with. You're like, I'm going to, oh my God, time's running out. I've had a baby. And there's nothing that sort of marks the passage of time like a child. So... I know I met you in 2008 because I know Max was four. Right, okay. So um, I, when I started doing stand-up, uh, yeah, he was six weeks. And I thought, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. So that's when I started doing stand-up. I, and I would, like, drive to London. I would live in Hastings at the time. Yeah. So I'd drive to London. I'd get a babysitter. Sometimes I took them to the gigs with me. And wow. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I Go was on. pregnant with my first, and I went on a massive surge to... I wanted to be a comedy writer, and I went and, like had meetings at uh, Radio 4 and all these things and things I'd never dared do before because yeah. I just thought, ah, oh, shit, right, it's crossroads time. Am I going to... Who am I going to be? But what's remarkable about that is that you realise what's possible when yeah. you're in that madness. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because like, you can push yourself to do things that you would normally go, oh, that's not for me. Yeah. And now you're just like, I've grown a human. <laughs> Watch me roar. <laughs> exactly. Quietly <laughs> and powerfully. And also taste this. Yeah. Milk. Yeah. Taste the milk. It's like Yakult. <laughs> oh, it is. It's nice. It's delicious. It's a little, really sweet. I was surprised bit, how sweet yeah, it is. It's very sweet. We've, we've, all, we've all had a little Oh, We've all had a bit of breast of milk, that. haven't we? Did you have any placenta? That was kind of big about 10, 15 years I ago. I wanted to sort of make it into pate, but then I was I read that it wasn't it was pointless. And then also, by the time you've got the baby out, yeah, you're just like, I, I just want to, can I just have a lie down? <laughs> I'm bit, not thinking. It was very popular. We d- we didn't do it, but uh, it was it was the thing. To apparently, use. it's really good for postnatal depression. Yeah, apparently so. Well, if anyone's got any, oh, yeah. well, Alan Caddick's there must be it. tablets. There must be um, placenta tablets. You worked with Mackenzie. You, you did a th- another thing with Mackenzie, didn't you? Didn't you do like a um, uh, I read online. Didn't you narrate something with Mackenzie Crook? Oh yeah, I did Danny Wallace's um, right. Okay, book. I do I do quite a lot of voiceovers. What 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 might we have heard you? Voicing over uh, various different things. Um, I used to do Sainsbury's, and I did Matalan Uncover the Value. Um, <laughs> that's, that's where the gigs are, that's where the money is. Such a peach of a gig, you rock it. I did um, last year, I went to my yoga training courtesy of Virgin Mobile. Thank you so much, Virgin Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> because they my favourite well. my one of my best jobs I ever had was when the eleven o'clock show set like second year of that and it was still I was still very new to all of this 
and I got a gig doing the voiceover. This is back in the day when adverts had real money. The voiceover for the RAC, um, A to B, we RAC to it. And I got a repeat fee, and every time that was shown, I got two hundred and fifty quid. Well, you get so you get the, for voiceovers, you get the basic studio fee, which works out like I think it starts at about one hundred and fifty. But if you so I get employed quite a lot because I can do it in ten minutes, and yeah. I'm not costing the advertising company four hours of studio time. Mm-hmm. And studios are really expensive, yeah. so I'll go in and do it in twenty minutes. And they'll get to go off and have a fancy lunch on expenses, yeah. Um, but you get repeats in a way that you don't get it. Do for you still actual. get repeats? Because I no, they I'm work not, it out. So they do. You get repeats, but they work it they, out on the usage out. time. So right. it's a buyout. So you might get eight grand. Yeah. But they've worked out how many times it's going to be played. Right. They've worked out the radio slots and where they're going to buy it. And, blah, blah. and every so often you hear your voice on something and you're like, I'm out of contract. What, what, what's that? Oh, and my agent will be like, you, you oh. You chase it up. Damn right I do. I'm you're from Scotland. I've got three kids to feed. <laughs> I knew that I was quids in when I saw the RAC ad on Coronation Street. I was like, wow. "Oh yeah, I mean, I'm going to say this. This is back. This is like 20 years ago. That year, from that advert alone, I made seventy thousand pounds." Yeah. See, I used to do Confuse.com, and that was forty grand a year. Oh, See, this is the thing. Then you get some smart ass on Twitter going, "Oh yeah, how do you feel about being on that crappy advert?" Go tell you what. Pretty good. Oh, like, well, do you know what? Yeah, how do I feel about it? I don't know. I'll get back to you after I finish my pina colada on this fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. beach. I, I, I do these. I used to voice these things on Channel Five. Cats make you laugh out loud, and I, loads of tweets. Oh, your career's on the slag here. How do you feel about that? I said, well, each episode is an hour, and it pays my mortgage for a month. I'm very, very happy with it's it. Thanks so very funny. much. So funny. I've got a friend who did a voiceover who shall remain nameless, and he used to do this sort of like. Um, what idiots do criminal t- sort of like yeah, yeah. police stop camera whatever it was mm-hmm. called and he came to see me in Edinburgh uh, when I was doing the festival because I do the festival most years yeah. and got out- outrageously drunk as everyone does at the Edinburgh festival because the bars are open till 4am and you know there was, there was some kind of hilarious story that you tell your friends but you wouldn't tell anyone else then he gets called in to do this police camera voiceover thing and it's like now we've got caught these criminals on these these idiots uh, this is the a night at the Edinburgh festival and no, I was no, like oh no. shit <laughs> but he wasn't on it but he spent the whole time going <gasps> What if it's a video of me <laughs> running around with my trousers, around my ankles? Look at this idiot. Well, do you do? Do you still do Edinburgh? It's funny because now's the time of year that you're deciding, and my promoter yeah. wants me to do Edinburgh this year, and um, and I just had a text on the way here going, "You should do it." So why why would you, did you do it last year? I didn't know. I've had two years off, right. which is why my promoter's like, "Now you have to go back and do it." Why why do you do it? Because well, it, I haven't done it for twenty years, and when people did it for twenty years, it was to get spotted by TV people and get a chat show or get a sitcom or get a sketch show. It's a trade show. It's why cars turn yeah. up at the motor show and show their new model. You're yeah. just like, "Hi, I'm still here." Give us a gig. But let me not... let me voice your police camera action. <laughs> but are there not other ways of doing it now? Possibly, but it's really saturated with people. Um, everyone sort of looks at comedians and thinks they can do the big stadium gigs, and it, as you know, it doesn't work yeah. like that. And I think I have driven for like two hundred miles for a tenor to sort of hone my craft, and yeah, I know yeah. that I'm good at what I do because I've put the hours in. And sometimes it's just a we remind, and also there's a discipline at the Edinburgh Festival where you turn up every day and you do the same show and as comics you don't often get that it's not like an acting job yeah. where you do the same show every like a, a theatre gig where you do the same show and it's quite I, I want to say rewarding but rewarding is the wrong word it's sort of like it's fulfilling I you think. come away better you come however away many better, times yeah. you've done it you come away it's better it's the 10,000 hours thing yeah. that the Beatles talked about and I think it's the it is that it's that you, you, you just do it every day and you 
you learn things about you and you learn things about the show and you learn things about what people find funny and it's interesting yeah but it's expensive yeah. to do because you don't make any money you still don't make money there's no no one's found a cheat around that of i don't know where the money goes it's the most heavily sponsored arts festival in the world yeah and all the comics the people like i remember somebody tweeting me and adding me at the tweet saying i didn't laugh once you should be ashamed charging 12 quid for that and me going i'm I didn't even know my tickets for 12 quid. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing to do with me, pal. Um, 0344-499-1000. We have a call from someone who's do- who doesn't listen to the show. Oh, God. So, headphones on. This this will be a surprise for uh Oh, no, for Alan. it's not going to th- be unpleasant. No, no, no. no. Oh, no, it's not. He's, he's a gentle giant. Good evening, Alan. Hi, Mark. You all right? I'm very, very well, Alan. How are Hi, you? Hi, girls. Sorry? Hi, girls. Hi, girls. Hi. Hi. Uh, it's Catherine and Wendy. Oh, send uh, me mom. Catherine and Wendy? No, Wendy. Wendy, oh. Are you Alan's mum? Is your mum around about mid-40s? No, she'll be 70 on the 20th of February. Oh, same as me. Happy birthday, <laughs> Happy to, birthday. to the Wendys. What can we do for you, Alan? I've got a question for Wendy. OK, question for Wendy, gosh. Who were your comic inspirations? Oh, oh that's a good one. My comic inspiration. So I grew up... <laughs> um, I'm, I, I, Billy Connolly was a real inspiration of mine because he just chats and talks shit. And that's what I'm trying to do and get away with it. Yeah. So don't tell anyone. Yeah. But yeah, I do that. I love watching Billy Connolly and I loved that thing. And also, bizarrely, the two Ronnies. Yeah. Do you remember the two Ronnies? Yeah. And oh, we used hang to... on, Alan's getting told off by his dad. Is that your dad telling you to be quiet? No, he was about to ask something, but he, he, my mum didn't tell him I was on the phone to you. Oh, okay. Does, is it all right? Are you allowed to carry on the yeah, phone call? Yeah, my mum had my mum. Uh, okay. Can Wendy carry on telling us about the two Ronnies or do you need to go? No, carry on about the two Ronnies. Thank you, Alan. The two Ronnies. Went yeah, in. I used to like just sitting watching comedy around the TV with yeah. my parents and us all laughing at the same thing. And that group laugh yeah. was yeah. Re- really, really important to me and I really enjoyed that sort of... And when I'm doing stand-up, I love watching the crowd when I say something and someone turns to their friend and goes, you do that. And I can see them going, <laughs> that's you, that's you. And I love that sort of group. Because, yeah. you know, I think we're all pretty much the same. Yeah. Alan, do you uh, have you ever um, performed on the stage? I have done stand up once for a talent show for my housing association. Oh, okay. So, can you remember any of the jokes? <laughs> we had a report that the police were investigating a break in at a local police station. We stole nothing by the toilet. So far, they've got nothing to go on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, to, to, I got it to poo. They can't go for a poo. What was the noise? What was the noise at the start of that joke, Alan? A telex machine. A telex right. machine. Ah, <laughs> it was a do while you, ago. Wendy, do you include telex machine impressions in your show? I don't. You're missing no, out. I need to. I need to plow that rich vein Alan, of comedy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye, Alan. Nice guy. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We've got Wendy here for now. We'll cat, we're just going to kind of do the show and then just chat and see what see where we get to. Um, you give us a call. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Sam is off tonight, so you'll get Mark. He'll take your name and number and give you a call back. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. Talk Radio, the twenty first century dream team of dialogue, debate, and discourse. Talk Radio, give it some lift. Jacked up jive talk for janitors, jazz cats and gin-soaked boys and girls. Is that <laughs> If you're awake, you're a welcome. I've got five cactus needles stuck in my... The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 
We just, we were just talking about um, uh, Wendy is here, Catherine is here, about Mike McCartney, who was here yesterday, and about how it made me realise, Catherine. Brian, I'll come to you in a second. Yeah, you realised on air. I realised on air, and, and I think it surprised him as well, because yeah. he kind of laughed. that Paul McCartney is a real... Is a real person, yeah. you know, is a real human being because he said something. I said, oh, you know, I thought that was a funny thing and you're making me realise that he's real. And he sort of laughed. And, of course he's real. It's his brother. It's his, it's his brother who's older than him by two years, but doesn't seem real to yeah. me, you know. And it, um, That's the Luke Goss and Matt Goss thing, isn't it? Where you're like, ah, oh, they're people. They're real people. Although I met, I did interview Matt once. <gasps> Did you? It was. It was. It was. It was not comfortable. It was tense, wasn't it? It was oh, really? tense. It was Why? on Radio Four. It was on Loose Ends, um, and it just it didn't go. It didn't go well. He was promoting a new new single, and he'd just done a cookery show, and I kind of made like, the intro was was to set the scene was about Bros, and after the intro, he kind of turned to his manager who was in the next studio and went, "That was the worst intro ever." In front of you? Yeah. In front of everyone, there's a lot of people there, and um, and I so I kind of thought, right, well, I'm not going to mention your new single till no. the end, and it just got really uncomfortable. And I kind of remember having to to get out of there quick. But as an adult and a parent, you know that when someone says that, that's nothing to do with you. That's mm-hmm. them. Yeah. That's them going. Do I have any power here? Here's my power. Okay. Uh. Oh, I think both of us handled it quite badly. Oh, really? I think I was a bit of a dick, and he was a bit of a dick. You know. And, and having seen that documentary, yeah. you realise, right? Here's someone who's been so burned in the past. Yeah, yeah. That he's so so defensive about everything. He thinks everyone's taking the piss because a lot of the time they are. Yeah. And chewed up by that celebrity yeah. culture that we were talking about. Yeah. We're talking about on air. No, no, no. We were talking about, but yeah, that sort of celebrity culture where they just pick you up and yeah. chew you out and go, "What have we got?" And then even like the the documentary felt like it was meant to be a piss take, but you see the humanity in it. And go, I well, ah. we had the director Joe on, and yeah, it. I we I watched it twice, and the first time I laughed a lot, and the second time I kind of saw the humanity I of cried the story. I didn't laugh at all. Did you not? No, I the the, the pub the, the that's my dog. He's got a pint. I was like. Oh my god! And it's that thing that they said that you're when you become famous, you freeze at that age yeah. that you're famous. Yeah, the arrested development. And I yeah. think that's. I know it's a cliche, but yeah. it feels to me like a hundred percent. I know true. exactly what you mean. That's the sort of thing you would buy if you were fourteen. You had a lot of money. Yeah, and someone said to you, "Here's a, a million quid. What are you going to do? I'm going to get a painting of my dog with a pint. And it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to get black and chrome yeah. and red stuff and in my living room. Sophisticated apartment where like there's an area where you can sit down and have a chat. Yeah, this and is the conversation corner. corner. Yeah, and ch- and chessboard that no one touches. Oh. All that stuff, you know. But I did see it like a fourteen-year-old is what I saw when well, I. Well, I saw my yeah. wee boy, and then I was like, "That's what if my if my Max, who's fourteen, had been given like money to go and make a, you know, that's what he'd do. Yeah. He'd put a hot tub in the living room, all that kind of sort of fourteen-year-old <laughs> shit." Yes. Let's go to um, who have we got here? Where's my mouse going? Evening, Brian. Oh, hi, Ian. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Brian. I'd like a couple of questions for the female comic. Hi there. <laughs> Oh, let me just check. Let me just check who that comics is. to get these days. <laughs> she, she's called Wendy Wayson, and um, oh, she is. I've just touched I beg your pardon. That's all right, Brian. That's all right, Brian. That's fine. We know you meant no ill. Uh, my basic question is: I mean, I, I really like supporting my local comics. I like Jason Cook and Stephen Petty. I don't know whether she's heard of them or not. They're from the northeast of England. I know Jason Cook very well. I did an Edinburgh show with Jason oh, Cook in two thousand and eight. He's very good. He's very funny. But I, I would also like to ask you, as a as a lady who does comic, comic comedy stuff, um, do you kind of stick alongside with other female comics like, say, um, Sarah Milligan? 
because I'm a big fan of her. I like her stuff because it is a bit blue, but not too blue. It blue. Oh, it is very blue. It's she very blue. Filthy. Have you seen her life? Because she's not like she is on the telly. Oh, I've seen her on the telly, yeah. No, I've but have you seen her life? Because she says the C word and everything. So what's your question? Sorry, I missed your question. Do well, I hang out with female comics? How do you find your material and, and have you ever been booed off stage? And hang on, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a completely different question. I thought I'd find them quite funny. Uh, how do you, how do, do you get booed off stage? I've never... Uh, have I been booed off stage? No. When I first started, I did a gig in King's Cross. Um, and King's Cross in London is quite famous because lots of Scottish people just get the train down from Lon- from Scotland and drink all day and arrive in King's Cross and then go to the nearest pub. And I did a gig in this pub and everyone in there was absolutely hammered. And I'd only been going for about, I want to say, eight weeks, yeah. nine weeks. And the compare, uh, this guy stood up and said, I'm on lithium and I shouldn't be taking alcohol with my lithium. And the whole room got frightened and I didn't know how to to deal with it. And I said, does it make me any funnier? And he went, oh, ha, 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 laugh at the mad guy. And the whole room. (laughs) And I was like, oh. And then I'd been told, if it's going well, stay on. If it's going badly, get off. And I was like, well, this is going badly. And I was like, okay, well, that's my time. And I went to leave the stage. And as I picked up the mic stand, it all collapsed in my hand. So I I had to stand there and wait for this little dribble of applause (laughs) to run out as the compere came back. And so I was like, yeah, and when do I say? Wow. So it's so not, not booed off stage, but, you know, that's definitely... Yeah. That it had was. a very uncomfortable ending to a, <laughs> to a set. But now, because I, I haven't done stand-up for years, and me and Kath do some live shows together, but it's kind of a very... It's sort of this, basically, in front of an audience. I, I haven't done stand-up for, I don't know, 20 years. But now I like it when things go wrong. I like... I, now I'm older, and I'm more comfortable with what I am on stage. I like it when it when it goes uncomfortable. But there's me and you on there. It's not like you're when there it's on us, your own. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when the thing is, when it's uncomfortable, that's cool now. And I've been going what for 14 years, as yeah. I said. So uh, the longer you do stand up, you get this little bag of tools yes. that you put stuff into. And when it goes wrong, you call it and go, "My goodness, this is going well, isn't it?" And you all have a group, a collective. Yeah. Oh my god, isn't this awful? But when you first start out, you're just like, oh, they want me to be funny, and I'm not doing funny, and, and, and all that's going through your head. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, the, you know, there's things like, you know, if you want a, a round of applause, you lean into the audience, and the, there's things that you can, like, yeah. even, like, there's a Darren Brown thing when you end the show, and you go, then thank you, ladies and gentlemen, that's me, and you put your hands up in the air, <laughs> and they stand up and clap. Yeah. And you're like, wow, I've literally just demonstrated that I want you to stand up and clap, and yeah. you're doing it. And it, so there's all those little tools that you get, but... Eight weeks in, I was just like, so not booed off, but definitely. Brian, Brian, have yeah. you ever booed anybody? Oh no, not at all. I mean, I've, I've only just recently got the com- comedy stuff. I mean, over the last couple of years, um, I just remember some of the old comics from from my area. Um, you know, I'm not too keen on Roy Chubby Brown. I think he's a bit heavy going. I don't think he's still on the circuit anymore. Now, Roy Chubby Brown know. is still going. He's still yeah. going. Yeah. And where, where exactly are you are? Uh, it's in the north. I'm in like. Colour Coats, Whitley Bay. Colour I know it very well. I know yeah. uh, Tynemouth and North Shields very wow, well. Wow, here we go, look. Oh, but I, um, uh, yeah, I had an ex-boyfriend who was a dentist who now works in Tynemouth, bizarrely. But I do the stand in Newcastle quite a lot. Okay. And that's oh, one, yeah. of, the, that's one of the finest comedy clubs in the country. We've been there. They do the most amazing Sunday roasts. They also do the most amazing making, uh, bacon maple cheesecake. Do they? That I've ever had in my oh, life. Dirty. Yeah, you have to have that. It's we, gorgeous. Uh, we did a gig there, and I think we had 34 people turn up. <laughs> but they gave us but they free were loud. food. 
They were loud. And they gave us free food. It's incredible. The Newcastle Stand is one of the finest venues in the country. I love it. I love that. And I, I never run over because I'm a very lazy comedian. And uh, when they say you're doing 15 minutes, I will do 15 on the nose. Yeah. The stand in Newcastle is the only place I'm like, I can't leave. They love me. <laughs> <laughs> 25 minutes in, everyone's like, this show has to end. <laughs> Go on, Brian. All right, Brian, take care. Brian's, Brian's, I like it when the callers end it and it's not me that has to end it they go oh, i'm done i've yeah. said what i had to say i'm Wendy, out of here wendy's wanging on wendy's wanging on <laughs> Tell you where else we had a brilliant time and they were ready to go weren't they from the get-go yeah the glasgow stand oh. glasgow. i've got to email them again and sort out another day but you know what's That's different about venue. glasgow you go into glasgow some gigs you go on stage and you're like oh how's this going to go and the audience is like how are you going to be whereas glasgow stand before you walk on stage you're like this is going to yeah, they were, we they did were Edinburgh the day before. And they were a little bit quieter to it start was, with. It was great. There's lots of English people in Edinburgh. Yeah, it was great, but it was a little bit... Go- and then Glasgow, it was nuts. Yeah. It was like po- it was like being pop stars We'd almost come on for two through hours. a party, it felt like. You know? Yeah. So I've got to email them again and sort Let's out another The stand is an amazing venue. Yeah. And um, they, all, they have a policy of having a woman on at every bill, which sounds ridiculous, but... You'd be amazed at how many places do not. Oh no, I, I bet. Yeah, yeah. The stand have a policy of having a woman good on every them. show. Um, Giselle, good evening, Giselle. Good evening, Ian, Catherine. I good like evening. the fact whenever Giselle comes on, Giselle is a nervous caller. I, I, I don't think she'll mind me saying that, but um, quite often she hangs up in a very rude way. <laughs> um, but also, when when you come on, Giselle, there's always it's always like we're circling each other, six feet apart, staring each other in the eyes waiting for someone to to pull out a samurai sword or something. Do you know what I mean? Do you get that vibe as well, Giselle? I get that vibe. I know what you mean. Good. Good. Well, because I'm I'm watching you. I'm watching you. Uh, Nice to talk to you, Giselle. What have you got for us tonight? Uh, It's my birthday next week. Um, What do you want? A present? You want a cake or something? No, I want some ideas of what to do because it's on a Tuesday and no one's bloody free. Right. Okay. Um, Okay. And... uh, let me think about lonely birthday activities. No, hang on. Are you doing? Uh, no, hang on. You, you don't. Do you want to do this on your own, or do you want to try and somehow t- trick people into hanging out with you? No, either I'm capable of, but tricking people into hanging out with Oh, me. do you know what I was going to suggest we do? I was going to suggest we give the show to you on Tuesday, but we're not in next Tuesday. No. Because of Bre- the Brexit vote. They're making us take the day off oh. and they're getting, they're getting grown-ups in. To uh, We'll talk about Brexit in a minute, Wendy. I can't bear it. We, anyway. we need to get your, your thoughts on it, please. It's very important. That's what you're here for. Um, <laughs> what about a pyjama party? Do you know what I meant? How, I'm not going to ask how old you are. I, I started it, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to ask that, Giselle. Um, I really miss being 16 and having all my girlfriends around eating a pizza and watching telly in your pyjamas. Sleepover. Sleepover. Get an airbed. Yeah. Get your films of choice there. Boom. Um, what women want. What? Um, you know, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking Pretty in Pink and The Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, well, I'd like to. Giselle, is, I don't know, would a sleepover be something? Uh, no. Giselle doesn't sound excited <laughs> by that. You can tell that I'm the mother of three. I'm like, just go to bed. Get to, let's oh, get to bed. Let's get to bed at nine. My, um, so when my kids came over after Christmas Boxing Day, and so they're um, going to be seven and uh, well, let me get this right, seven and nine soon, and their niece and nephew who are thirteen cousins. and eleven cousins. Sorry, my niece and their cousin came over as well, and I'd said to my boys, I said, look, it's Christmas. I bought them a chupa chup tree as recommended by Catherine. So I said, it's Christmas. I said if you if you want to stay up with your uh, cousins all night and they're up for it. I'm happy for you to stay up all night. 
all night if oh, you want. Classic dad doing that. The oh. mum gets them back tired. No, I had I had them for I had them for the okay. next next two nights after. I'll so let I know I, I was I was doing I was good. <laughs> but that was when they, they fell asleep on me at six o'clock the next oh. day, and I got to watch Bros. But they loved it. And at four o'clock in the morning, I had to go down and say, look, maybe we should turn maybe we should turn Fortnite off now, and maybe we should watch a movie or something, knowing it would knock them out. But there is something magical. I'd forgotten how exciting it is for kids to stay up with their mates and have their mates over. Oh, so, but also, there's something magical as well. Like, if you ever, like, you know, when you're filming something and they come and they go, the car's picking you up at 4 30, and you're yeah. like, oh my God, 4 30 in the morning. Yeah. And then you're up before anyone else. That was great. And you're like, I'm in on this secret. No one else is up, and yeah. it feels brilliant. Yeah. I don't know what that is. There must be a German word for it, surely. There's something. I, I, sometimes I get home about half two, three o'clock in the morning. That is the joy. Now I've moved out into the countryside. And on a clear night, I just stand on my, my driveway and just look up at the sky. And again, it's like, it's like I'm, I'm seeing you a secret. You can see the stars yeah. because you don't have any street lamps. You can see the stars. It's That's incredible. Amazing. So maybe not a sleepover, Giselle. But what about a Chupa Chups tree? Excellent. That's only 20 quid on Amazon, isn't it? Exactly. It's only 20 quid. Do you want to do something on your own, Giselle, or do you want us to send Alan Caddick? What is, I don't, what is the framework for this? Um, you know, he's good entertainment, but I don't have kids, so... Okay. Well, yeah, well. Stop showing off, Giselle. Um, <laughs> Dan, Daniel Sloss is playing, um, and I haven't seen him before. He's do you want me gig, to call Daniel um, and get you on the guest list for Daniel Sloss? <laughs> you know, he's I'm a very good friend of mine. Can oh, you get Giselle on the guest list? Serious. I can. Do you want to go on the guest list? Where are you, Giselle? Why not? Sure. Where are you? Sure, why not? Uh, Norwich. Um, he was playing the Playhouse on Tuesday. Yep. And do you want a friend? Wow. Do this you take is... a friend? Uh, I'll probably. I can probably drag one along. But everyone Giselle is plus one. Everyone is busy. You want to, Do you want a plus? Listen, this is happening because because yeah, Wendy's a, a great one. human being. Do get you want a plus to, one? And if you can't find anyone, you can't find you sell it. Sell it to somebody. Yeah. Um, uh, so now listen, you are because she's texting him now. You are going to go, aren't you, Giselle? Yeah, I will. That's very sweet of you. Thank a- you. And give us a call. And, uh, you know, no, you don't. Uh, you, obviously, if you uh, if you have like an anxiety attack or something, you don't have to go. And don't. I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> so I, I I didn't mean to put that pressure on you. You must go. Um, but if you do, can you give us a call on Wednesday and let us know how it goes? I will give you a bit-by-bit running commentary review. i tell you what I'm going to do, Giselle, is I'm going to put you back to Mark. This is like proper radio show. Mm-hmm. So that you can um, give him your surname off air. Yep. And then yep. we'll... Because otherwise there'll be loads of people just rocking up. I'm, Gi- I'm, I'm Giselle. I'm Giselle. Sorry. <laughs> I'm Giselle. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a regular on radio. Like, yeah, just turn up and say you know Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> Giselle, we're going to put you back to Mark. Thank you. There you go. Um, can you give us anything free? I know I don't know if I can do. I've just texted Daniel to see what happens. Okay, well, can you give us? What some would free... you like? I can give you a free hug. Oh, uh, no. oh wow! <laughs> well, there's some people that would saw their foot off for that, Ian. Well, okay. Let us know if he gets back because okay. I, I, I imagine if Giselle rocks up, no, it's not, not got your name on here. What are well, you it's a about? birthday she'll never forget. <laughs> and it's got her out of the house. Remember that it? birthday we stitched Giselle up and. Um, <laughs> Made her cry. And Daniel's laws will be like, Wendy who? Never heard of her. <laughs> and then on top of that, the Brexit vote. <laughs> Happy birthday. So that's the thing, dear listener. We, we probably won't be in on Tuesday um, if the Brexit vote goes ahead because the boss wants grown-ups yeah. to come and do a grown-up show. Who are they going to get to do it then? Just like... like uh, well, Theresa May, because she's got nothing else on. Well, last time it was George Galloway <gasps> and, and some other people to talk very seriously about... 
uh, Brexit and stuff. stuff. I mean, I mean, we could do it, but we'd rather not. I don't fancy it. I'm quite look, looking forward to having a night off. Mm-hmm. But it means we're going to do a Saturday instead at some point. So it all works out. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio, dear listener. The radio show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Excuse me. Oh, Dad. Hello, I'm Martin Kellner. And I'm his daughter, Ruthie. We do a podcast. It's called Ruthie, Me and My Dad. In which I tell him how he's wrong about most things. And I explain to her who the Bee Gees were. It's on Acast and Apple Podcasts. And all your favourite podcast providers. It's a unique generation gap conversation between a baby boomer dad... And his Generation Z daughter. That's Ruthie, Me and My Dad. Brand new episodes every Thursday. Tales of Mystery and Imagination on the radio show that does things different. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nutjob, but not that kind of nutjob. On Talk Radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh no! Hang on a second, we're getting a, we're getting a celebrity name <laughs> drop here. So, Wendy, you were sat. Where were you sat next to Jackie Mason? I was at the Groucho Club having dinner. Sorry come on, come absolute, on! I'm not a member there anymore. I only did it for the free membership when they used to hand them out to comics for gigs. And I sat next to Jackie Mason. I'm just saying wow. about how when you were saying you're like you're never done as yeah. a comic, you're always sort of working. And, and and I sat next to Jackie Mason, and he was at the next table having dinner on his own. And I was kind of like, do I interrupt? I don't want to be that guy. Do I interrupt him? Do Sometimes I, I you have to. I don't want to be that yeah. dick, but I just I just want to I want to just register. And some people love it, right? They light up when they're treated like the superstar. And, you know? and he did. So he was sitting on his own after his gig, obviously having his dinner. And I said, I'm really sorry to interrupt you, Mr. Mason, but I'm just a huge fan. And he was like, Thank you. What are you doing? I was like, I'm a, I'm a comic. And he was like. Ah, comedy. Don't talk to me about comedy. And then he started going into a bit. 
And I was like, oh, no, no, you don't have to do a bit. It's okay. I just want to say you're great. He was like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. You want to say, don't talk to me about what I want to say. And I was kind of like, oh, God. <laughs> this is another bit. He can't switch. He just can't switch yeah, it off. Yeah. And he was like, in his 80s. And I, was, and I just had that moment of going, oh, thank goodness that I'm not as dedicated a comic as Jackie Mason yeah. because I can just sit can and watch you, telly. Can you do that? Can you go up to people and say, obviously you could then because he would, could you go up to famous people and go, just got to say, I I think you're brilliant, and because I get I I'm I'm learning to. I kind of think I never used to. The older I get, the more comfortable in my skin. I'm kind of like, this is not taken in my twenties. I would be like, this is not taking anything away from me. But this this is this is making me look less cool. Yeah. yeah. Whereas now I'm forty, I'm like, yeah. this is not about you. This is about you admiring someone's work. Just go out and say, I admire your work. I saw Nigel Planer yesterday and I'd walked past him about six months ago and then tweeted, I just walked past Nigel Planer. His album he released in the 80s was, was a big thing for me. And he tweeted back, oh, thanks. And I was, was stood did next... Did you have a little flush? I did have a flush. But I was stood next to him last night and I, I, I sort of came out of the toilet and Nigel Planer was there and I sort of... And I turned around and I was waiting for Kath to go out of the toilet and I just thought... Oh, sod this, just go and say hello to him and say yeah. thank you know. And I went and said hello. I said, Oh, we were tweeting a, a few months ago and I just want to say, you know, thanks for that record you did. I thought it was brilliant. And he was like, Oh, and he he was chuffed, you know, he was chuffed. And why wouldn't you be? Somebody's well, giving you a compliment. But then that's that thing you were saying about being real people. You don't want to encroach in a celebrity space. And sometimes if they're with their families, like my husband's on a show in Sky One yeah. and I can see but sometimes he gets recognised and we were skiing on uh, in Austria and someone came up to him and said over the uh, Christmas break Hi, I'm a huge fan of your work, and the kids know that if someone's giving like if someone's giving feedback, you, you sit there and you're really. Like, but yeah. I also know my older ones are just waiting. She's like, oh, "You're so great in that show, and it was so great. We watched it every week." And I can see the older ones just going, five, four, three, two, and then she walks mm. away, and they just rip into their dad. <laughs> and slag oh, him brilliant! Off. Oh, that's good. My yeah. kids. Hey, does that make it all worthwhile? <laughs> Do you want to kiss her? <laughs> My like, kids had never really seen that with me, very, very occasionally. And then I did I'm a Celebrity in 2017. And suddenly, for like six months, I was very, more famous than I'd ever been in my life. Really? It was incredible. We went, I took my boys to a pantomime the week after I got back, and I was mobbed by 190 kids, 190 kids screaming at me and walking towards me. And my kids were terrified. But after that, they found it hilarious. And we would get, we would get home and they'd go, well, Daddy, you only had 13 selfies today. And it yeah. was 15 last time. So you're two less famous than you were last week. The kids and, just think it's hysterical, yeah. though, don't they? And it is. It's ridiculous. But they also they know to respect the fact that people who watch our stuff pay our mm. mortgage. So there's a respect there. Yeah. But as soon as that person's gone, you're fair game. Yeah. You are oh, good. fair game. Oh, I'm glad they rip into him. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. It's um. I I got my fingers burnt going up to someone. I was I I met a beach boy in an airport in Los Angeles. I love the Beach Boys. So oh, great. man. And R- it was... Wrote a song about Wendy, obviously. Of course. I was but thinking of starting not, it. Not ideal. Yeah. It's a good song, isn't it? Wendy, Wendy, Wendy what went wrong? Wendy, what went wrong? Yeah, uh, <laughs> was we, Wendy the sister-in-law? Or we was went she together the for wife? so long. Um, oh, Wendy was... was when, uh, no, Wendy's the daughter... Well, there's a whole different kettle of fish there. I can't remember what the wife was called. Because I know that... The wife was called Catherine. It... Catherine. <laughs> the I've one got, who won the prize I've was got a Beach wife. Boy story as well. Oh, have you? Yeah, he was nicer to me than he was to anyone else in the room. Oh, Bruce it? Johnston when we were at Beach Boy. But, um, yeah, wasn't, wouldn't it be nice? You think, oh, what a beautiful song about, you know, longing and if only we could be together. It must be sort of a teenage thing. No, he was singing about his sister-in-law. Well, <gasps> I don't... 
I don't know. No. If, I, where have you got that from? That was in. I'm pretty sure that was in that uh, Brian Wilson. I don't know. I mean, that, some of the songs will be about his sister-in-law, definitely. But I don't know Hang if on, that. I don't know this story. So did he fancy his sister-in-law? Brian Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Oh, I didn't know this. Oh, yeah. Well. I like the songs. I didn't delve into their background. Well, oh. I met Al Jardine at Look, LAX. Oh. <laughs> it's a, it's a oh, it's quagmire. Oh, it's a very dirty... Is it? Oh, it's a it's mess. It's very showbiz and For, very LA in the know, 60s. when you grow up around the Beach Boys, Fleetwood Mac, right, all seems so kind of um, peachy wholesome. keen and wholesome and everything. And well, you then you... Char- Charles Manson was involved in the Beach Boys. Yeah, then you find out about what was going on in the background and what inspired the song. Basically, I mean, shagging and drugs. There's a brilliant Fleetwood Mac book you need to read, even if you don't like Fleetwood Mac. Oh, yeah, dreams... Storms, my Storms, life with Lindsay Storms. Buckingham and Fleetwood Mac. Carol Ann Harris. Carol Ann Harris. Really? Brilliant. Oh, get oh, it, wow. We'll get it for you as a present. Get it for me. I'm it's so a great excited. book. But Al Jardine was rude to me. I, I went up to Al Jardine in, in the airport. I was very nervous. And I went, Excuse me, Mr. Jardine. I called him Mr. Jardine. And he had his back to me and his shoulders went down and his head went down. And he turned around and went, Yeah, what do you want? And I just went, I just wanted to say thanks so much for the music. Yeah, okay, sure. Thanks a lot. Yeah, he was. You know what? It's your job. You get the big bucks because you have to put a face on and smile. Yep, yep. That's part of the gig. And he was... That's like when um, Cara Delevingne was moaning about doing press junkets and you're just like, it's the gig, mate. That's Shut what, up. That's what you get paid for is the crappy bits. You All... don't get paid for doing the film. Doing no. the film's easy. Doing something you love is easy. Yeah. What you get paid for is not working and getting hassled. Yeah. That's what the money's for. Deal with it. Sorry. Um, that's all right. I enjoyed that. What, what are you doing at the moment? I am doing a podcast uh, called My Younger Self oh. with Maddie Anholt, who is on Talk Radio quite a lot, but it's basically... I, know, I know I've heard that, that name. name. Yes, I we can't do, think. We did, we did a, a show together, and she was asking me for advice, and she's 30, and I'm 45, and I was like, mate, don't... I swear to God, in five years' time, this will mean nothing to you. She's yeah. like, we should do a podcast about this. So basically, it's like 25 minutes of things that you worry about at 30 and at 45 you're like you shouldn't be worrying about that you should be worrying about your credit rating right worry about your credit rating and sort that out because when you come to get a mortgage that's the, yeah. that's the shit you're gonna need to yeah. so basically it's about you know moving on from boyfriends who are dicks and <laughs> well do you know what i mean that sort of thing that no, you worry I about i was just thinking i remember uh, i remember at 24 feeling this but at 30 feeling so old and feeling so i'm 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 at one with the world i'm an adult i'm a grown-up i'm interacting at 30 now I'm approaching only 46 this year and I look back at 30 and I was a baby. I didn't know anything. I mean, I was still drinking and taking a load of drugs, which wasn't helping, but I didn't know anything. I was a baby, man. Spent a lot of time fussing over nonsense that didn't the matter. stuff that you don't care. Like, you know, and you're like, oh, what's the latest makeup to wear? What's the latest? And you're like, don't worry about makeup. Skincare. It's yes. all about the skincare. Put that foundation It's all about down. what you put in your body. Get yeah. some vitamins in there because that's going to come out and you're... All that stuff that you will think What's about. your podcast called? It's called My Younger Self. Okay. So I'm having you, some of that. T- t- tweet me the link and I'll retweet it and we'll cool. get we'll get these guys um, to listen to it. Are you doing many gigs? I'm gigging. Yeah, I'm obviously. I'm doing a new show. A new, I'm doing a charity gig at the Comedy Store on the 4th of February for the Children's Trust, which help brain injuries. Okay. Children with brain injuries. Yeah. And I'm writing a new show for Edinburgh. So you're doing Edinburgh? Well, I'm Ooh. thinking of uh, my husband doesn't know yet, so we can't. I can't just announce on the radio because he'll go nuts. He, t- he tweeted earlier on saying, "Do listen to my wife on the radio," and it, so he he is listening. This is he's not. He's tucked up in bed. I know this. I left him tucked up in oh, bed. Oh really? I left. Is he is he working? At, I don't I, I don't know who he is. So I'm not okay, crying husband, out. Of... No, no. My husband's called Stephen Hagen. He is a Northern Irish actor who was in a show called Lucky Man on Sky One. Oh, okay, yeah, he yeah. He James Nesbitt's brother, and yep. he's just rapped on a show called The Medici's for Netflix, Okay, where he played Leonardo da Vinci. 
What a say. And it was filming in Italy, so he'd come home being all like, well, no, you're not Leonardo da Vinci. Put the bins out. <laughs> <laughs> you may be. And also in Italy, they'd be like, hey, Leo, Leo. They'd call him Leo on set. Yeah. And they took him to Vinci because obviously Leonardo yeah. da Vinci is Leonardo from Vinci, which mm-hmm. I didn't get. Um, oh, I didn't know. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah, we got, I didn't know. Every yeah. day's a school day. Cat, cat, cat's like... <laughs> Yeah, that's obvious. Yeah, yeah, but you... <laughs> you two idiots. Yeah, yeah. Well done, Kath, for holding it in. We appreciate that. I barely held it in. <laughs> My neck was going. <laughs> Your neck did go. You're like, God, oh, why did these morons not know this? Well, it's because I'm, I'm a languages student, so, you know. Normally. Do you speak Italian? No, I speak Spanish, but I can understand Italian. All right, okay. She doesn't speak it, but she can understand it. Yeah. That's like me in Arabic. Oh really? Sorry? No. no. <laughs> Spanish is one of those things that if you if you say it with an Italian accent, Italians understand you. Ah. Is that true? Yeah, kind of. But it's a Latin. The drunker language. I get, the better I am at it. That's the same with everyone, isn't it? Yes, like, it so, is. like, but Latin language. So I speak French. So yeah. like piscine, piscina. Yeah. What is it in Italian? Piscina. Piscina. Let's, let's do the rest of this in French because I don't. Sorry. No, no, Back I out. don't speak French, and I'm so I'm so I can't speak any language. I speak a little bit of Japanese, but I don't really remember it. I'm so in awe of people. That can just switch to a different language. It, but my husband used to find it really hot when I was in, well when we go to France. He like he's like this is so hot. I'm yeah. like no, I'm still hot. I'm still you asking where the English. toilets are. He's like no no it's so much hot when you speak French. It, it <laughs> is. My ex wife was could speak fluent Greek and it, there was some there was it was hot. I don't want to say it's it. bizarre. It's something about it. You just go. Oh. I think it's because it's not me. <laughs> it's like you <laughs> only better, not you exotic you. <laughs> But it means as well. She would, we'd, we would often be like we'd go to a, like a Greek art, like Zakynthos or something, and stay with her family every year. And then we'd go out, and and there'd be all these Greek boys perving over her because she doesn't look Greek um, necessarily. And they'd be kind of perving and going, and and she'd be going, "How much is it to rent this boat?" All in English, yeah. and they'd be going, they'd talk to her in English, and then go, well, "She is fit. She's got you know." Yeah. And then as we were leaving, she'd just deliver a stinging blow in fluent oh, Greek and it just shut them up. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was wonderful. My sister had that. So my sister um, was working in Tokyo for five years and she oh, learned Japanese. The dream place. And I love she, it. My sister's five, eight and her husband proposed to her in Japan and they went to get a ring and they were, and of course she's like, she's five, eight. So she's like a foot taller than yeah. most people around. And she was went to the um, shop and they were trying on rings. And the woman says in Japanese, do we have anything big enough for this big fat European? Oui. <laughs> Sister's like, speak Japanese, mate. She's like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I had what? that in a pub one night. This woman and her friends talking about me all night in earshot, as loud as they well, could. in French? In Spanish. In Spanish. Like, and at the end, I said, by the way, I hope you have a lovely, in Spanish at the end, by the way, thanks for all the lovely things you've been saying about me tonight. I hope you have a great time oh, for the rest of mate. the evening. And they're like, <laughs> and it was worth it for that. That's it's so good, isn't it? That you know, when you're of... ready to that, deliver that zinger. Oh, you wait, you carry on. What was she doing in Japan? Because oh, I loved, I nearly moved to Japan. I proposed in Japan. Actually. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. But I, I love it. It's, the, it's my favourite place in the world. Why was she in Japan for five she years? She was in Japan because her husband worked for the Foreign Office and he was a junior ambassador wow. to, for the UK in what, Japan. What a place and to she work. She went from Unilever in the UK to Unilever in Japan and worked for Dove. Sort of. So, like, basically, they had an account out there. And so she wow. went over there. But she was you, saying it's really funny because in Japan, they're so driven. That they'd um, and they were quite annoyed with her because she was like the youngest um, brand manager, right? And they'd be like, "We've got a meeting at eight thirty, so she'd get into work at eight thirty, and they'd all have been in there at eight a.m. Yeah, just, just a little bit earlier than her. You went to Japan for twenty four hours, weekend, yeah. But 
Why? <laughs> my sister was an air hostess for Virgin. And oh, she wow. said, I'm going. Do you want to come and sit on the jump seat? 80 quid. We can go weekend in Japan. And I went, yeah, okay, I'll make it work. A jump seat? What's yeah. a jump seat? It's what the crew sit on. So, you know, the flap down seats. Oh, hang on. You, I, so you sat on that? <laughs> yeah, all the way. Is it like 12 hours? Yeah, they gave, oh me a la- they gave me a laptop and a lot of wine from the first class cabin. It was great. Oh, mate. And there's all these people. This I remember this really snooty woman coming past me going, oh, I bet you're really comfortable, aren't you? I'm off to business class. And I was like, yeah, I paid 80 quid for this seat. I wonder how much you paid for it. That would kill me. See, if I was in that seat for two and a half grand and somebody was in a seat for 80 quid, that would just drive me up the wall. I should have told her these days. I'd tell her. <laughs> thinking of taking my boys to Japan this summer holiday if I can sort out if I can get my contract here renewed it means I'm a little bit uh, financially stable I think they're, they're old enough I took them to New York last year as kind of a little test and they loved it I think I think they, they can withstand a flight to Japan with the kids so we were out in LA for three months for pilot season mm. and the kids went to school out there and they still talk about it like Gosh, it's what yeah. ever yeah, I think it's so great for them just to have I a think it is. of something else. If you're fortunate enough to... I, I, it was the first time I'd taken the boys away on my own and we went to New York for, I think, five nights. And we just laughed. We just the three of us just laughing so much. And, and you're right, we, they still bring it up and they still talk about it and talking about the ninja restaurant. Well, they, they were talking about the argument I had with the lady at the in the theatre. Um, a ninja restaurant. There's a ninja restaurant. Oh, it's nuts, man. Basically, you're served by ninjas. You get taken. So in... my sister told me about somewhere in Japan that does this. I think it's yeah, it's the same vibe, and you you get attacked by ninjas while and you're like, eating. Here's your ninja. They just jump out at you while you're. Don't they poke things through? They holes poke at things you through. Ho- poke swords <gasps> through the walls. So you'll be sat incredible. there, and then just suddenly, no. <laughs> oh, and it's it's hilarious. And with two young lads, and they give the la- the boys weapons, and there's kids everywhere. They give the boys weapons. It's all very dark and very you you crawl you sort of crawl you sort of walk through a, a tunnel to get to the this sort of cave, and it's all wow. in New York City. It's amazing. Did the they give you say... like dry ice food and stuff? Oh yeah, the food is comes. They open up the edamame, and it's just dry ice comes amazing. billowing out. My ice. sister said that when she went on the Japan, they sort of walk over a bridge, and there's a waterfall, and you're like. I don't want to walk in it. And, the, and as you walk up to the waterfall, there's a sensor that sort of just parts Brilliant. the water as you walk through. And I was like, we need more gimmick restaurants. Yes. Like, I love a gimmick. I love the best a we've gimmick. got here is the Rainforest Cafe, which, let's be honest, has seen better days. The food's crap. And that, put, that put my youngest off frogs for a long time. It was terrifying. Did you eat frogs in the Rainforest no, Cafe? No, she was sitting at the box. She was, she was about one and she was in the high chair and uh, she saw the, you know, the... Um, mascot frog came downstairs straight down the stairs at her and it was a giant yeah. furry frog <laughs> kid was oh, uh, was absolutely inconsolable we have to uh, we have to go wendy we're, we're, wendy uh, yes it we're done an hour's oh done God. isn't it thank you so much for coming in no w- w- websites and tw- twitters and things uh, wendy at wendywaston.co.uk and wendy underscore wasting on the twitter underscore confuses me when i try and find you tweet me your podcast and i'll retweet it and we'll and we'll tweet all the links and stuff it's nice to see you and you my love um come in anytime you want you're very very welcome thank you very much uh we continue oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand this is talk radio talk radio listen phone talk talk radio we'll get you talking hi this is craig robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from invesco qqq the future isn't scary not realizing its potential however could be Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.